0: You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up together. We are going to simplify our life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're tuning in. This week I am sitting down to talk with Nat, my contractor, and we are going to talk about all things real estate and renovating, having realistic Timelines and expectations and vision for your project. She is a wealth of information. I could have talked with her for so much longer, but she has a lot going on and she's going to tell us all about her vision for her business and where they're headed with things and how they are pivoting and evolving and what the real choices are that she's making as an entrepreneur who's very aggressively growing her business in a pandemic, in an industry with a lot of uncertainty. I don't know if there's any industry that doesn't have uncertainty right now, but what I love is that she has a very refreshing perspective. Not every entrepreneur wants to grow with all of this balance and some wanna put their foot on the gas and go for it. And they make a lot of really hard choices And sacrifices. And she's going to share with us more. She just littered this whole conversation with the juiciest truth bombs. And I love it. And I hope that you take something away from this episode. Maybe you are about to renovate. Maybe you're thinking about it and it's so practical and helpful. But maybe there's a project or an idea you've had and you're not getting where you want to get. And maybe this is going to be that wake up moment for you. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Make sure you tag me and Nat. And I need to say this before we get into this. This, in some ways, is a really emotional episode for me because Nat came into my life as my contractor, but she came in at such a moment of transition and change for me. And she's been such a beautiful friend. I'm so, so lucky to have her in Jerome. And they were so helpful to me in 2021. And I really just i am so grateful for everything. And I'm glad that you guys got to hear this conversation. Welcome Nat to the podcast. Thank you, finally, Thank you for having me. Finally, we've been trying to do this for <laughs> six months. I'm so glad you're here. So if people Are following you online or they're not yet they can find the link in the show notes realtor natty on instagram (laughs) is the owner of clean finish renovations and redwood photography and she's super glamorous online but today she happens to be in her car in her construction sweatshirt so
1: yes no Uh, makeup day four hair (laughs) that's (laughs) a rat today.
0: Okay. So this is my, like I say my contractor, but that just does not cover what you are because you have become such a beautiful friend. And just to give everybody some inside scoop. So my house was like torn apart and in full renovations last Christmas, like 2020 December, Matt and her team pulled like a miracle and had all of the bedrooms finished on Christmas Eve so that I could move. Me and my kids into rooms before Christmas, which was like truly they were here till dark. <laughs> and then when I broke my ankle, this lovely human sat with me in my basement <laughs> for like a week entertaining my kids while while her husband and the whole team was like working on my house upstairs. So she was thrown in the deep end of, of being Kirsty's friend. I can't believe that was a year ago. That's crazy. I know. It's crazy. So I'm really excited to talk with you today about real estate and all your entrepreneurial passions. And I think what's going to be really cool is I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and ask you about how you lean into all these passions, because you are definitely somebody who gives yourself permission to do what you want and grow your business in a way that you want. And you think that that's just normal and common, but it's not. So. Okay. So first I want to ask you, tell us how you got to what you're doing. Like for people that might not have ever followed you before or met you, I want you to tell us how you got to this place of realtor, house flipper, contractor, photographer. So it started with
1: photography. I was actually, you know what? It started before photography. Let's start with my background. My parents are both business owners. They never wanted me to be a business owner. They wanted me to go to university, become a dentist, and my dad put all his money into opening these dental clinics that I would then run. That that was his vision for me. And so I had lots of arguments with my parents through high school about what I wanted to do. And I mean, I just couldn't understand how they could raise me in a very entrepreneurial environment where, you know, we're moving houses so consistently because my dad is, you know, taking money out of a house and putting it into the business. Oh, we can't live here anymore. We got to move. He's got to buy tools. And so that's what I grew up around. And I feel like that was very good for me. Had its negatives as well, of course, but created the entrepreneurial mindset, at least right from an early age. I bought my first camera, video camera, when I was 16. I was in high school. And my I was I had like these camera courses that I was in in school doing production, doing our morning announcements and making all these different fun segments. And so I bought my first camera when I was 16. And a teacher actually said, hey, it's my cousin's baptism. Would you like to film it? And so I filmed it and I got paid five hundred dollars for the weekend. And I just thought, wait, I can just make money. And so it (laughs) became a whole fun thing where I got to do creative things and make money for it. And so that was my weekend hustle starting from 16, had my first business card. It was called Nat TV Media. And that kind of blossomed into shooting weddings and lifestyle portraits and whatever I could get my hands on while I worked at a restaurant. So I moved out actually of my parents' house when I was 17. So been on my own since then. I kind of, it was kind of a mix of having the entrepreneurial mindset, but also being forced to make money somehow because I had to pay my bills and just combining that to be able to live. And so I opened my studio and I was. I then decided to go to university finally. I don't know where my degree is. Don't ask me. It was (laughs) really just to satisfy my parents because it became frustrating going to family functions and everyone asking, when are you going to school? When are you going to go to school? And so I stopped fighting it and I just went. I did public relations in university. My now husband, who was not my husband at the time, also happened to go to Guelph-Humber. We also went to high school together. We were just really good friends. And His motivation was very similar in in he had a vision for himself, didn't know what that was going to lead to, but we were in the same boat in that sense. While I was in university, I also had to pay my bills. I had to pay my way through school and I got a full-time job at a disaster restoration company where I started as just being the office person and then I got very bored very fast in the office and he could see that and I was literally walking to him to tell him that I was quitting and someone else must have given the heads up that I was going to quit. And he said, hey, do you want to go on the road and you want to do sales? And I was like, sure. So I got to see the construction world. I got to learn all about sales from this crazy man that I had to call my boss at the time. And it was amazing. I mean, he was crazy, but I learned so much and I took it because I knew in the end I was gaining all this experience. And so yeah, Jerome, my husband now, he has lots of experience with his hands and he also grew up in the trades and just like, working with whoever he could to learn. So that combined with my business side just made this renovation company. And so we've just kind of been building both the wedding business and the renovation business at the same time. And I can just keep blabbing on about that.
0: But that's a condensed. I love it. Yeah. You guys are like, it's interesting how they two complement each other as well, because you do beautiful, like you have that creative side. So he has the con, the construction background, but you are like the designer. You bring in a lot of like creativity and your designs are gorgeous. And then you're able to like film and, and photograph your designs and, and the renovations so beautifully online. They look great. Thank you. I love that. I love that you learned from such a young age. Like I love, you just said like, I did this weekend job because it was fun. And then I made $500 and it just like lit you up. It doesn't yeah. surprise me that you were bored in an office at all. The <laughs> surprise
1: I never lasted. I always thought, you know, what an office job is easy to hold down because it's consistent, but it's so it was too boring for me. Like, not to knock anybody in an office job, I just sat there and I thought, how can I make this man's business better? That's that's always what happened anywhere that I worked, and I don't think I've ever lasted more than
0: six to eight months working somewhere. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. You guys are a great complementary skill set to each other, too. And I know that whenever I'm talking to women that are going through renovations, there's so many parts of the process that frustrate them. Mm -hmm. I think what is so beautiful is that you become this like main point of contact. You're it, it matters that you're female and you can work with people on all aspects of like their investment, which I think is is really cool. So what's your favorite part right now of the work that you're doing? Right
1: now, I would say it kind of changes from season to season. I think I like all parts a lot. It's just at different times, I need to switch it up. So at some points, I love the sales process of just finding these jobs and these nuggets and these customers that need all this change in their home and change in their function. But then sometimes that starts to bog me down because you know, they they start needing too much of my brain to create something for them, and then I start loving the design side of it because they don't know what they want. So it kind of gives me free reign and control to create what I think they want based on what they're saying their needs are. But then that gets frustrating because now you know they want to go on Pinterest and find all these designs that do not work with their budget, and and then I I get frustrated with that process, and then I like to focus on actually like just blocking everything out and I'll work with Jerome on a job and I'll just lay floors all day or paint all day and do nothing. And then that frustrates me because now I just want to get out of the house. And so I go back to the selling process. So it's, <laughs> there's different times that I like different parts of the job. And that's why I love being an entrepreneur because you can wear whatever hat you want to wear for the season you want to wear it. And whatever hat you don't want to wear, you can give to someone else to wear and just manage that. And so that's what I love about this job in general.
0: I love it. That is so real. And it's every woman can relate to that. Like none of us want to do the same thing at every season. Like you said, that we're in the fact that you can go to those different places in your, in your business is amazing. Okay. So let's go back. Let's go back to the Pinterest comments because (laughs) so, okay. So there's two things I constantly hear from people that are like, you've done Three, four renovations. Like what? Like they can't wrap Mm -hmm. their head around it. They're like, my marriage barely survived one renovation. Yeah. So tell us, I think what I hear is the timelines, like people are expecting things to go at a certain pace and then they don't, they get so frustrated, like wasting a ton of energy on like the timeline. They thought it should happen or they want something and they want like visually have this thing in mind and it can't happen. And then they're like really disappointed. With the direction that it goes design wise. So tell us about if there's somebody listening that's in that, I'm just about to do a renovation or I'm in a renovation and they're super frustrated. Like, what do they need to know?
1: Okay. So obviously there's your vision as the customer and there's your contractor's vision as the person who's actually going to do the build. And then you have the budget and then you have the timelines. So you have vision, budget, timelines and they all need to align. And I think what Mm -hmm. happens is the customer may be more focused on the budget. The contractor at that time may be more focused on the timeline. The customer may be focused on the designs, but then the contractor may be really focused on the budget. So (laughs) they all correlate and they all matter. And you need to sit down with your contractor and talk about all three at the same time. So for example, I could give someone a basement quote that's based on their budget. And that's all that their basement quote is based on, their budget. So their designs and their timelines are going to relate to that budget because that customer told me that the most important thing to them was that budget. However, on the customer side, even though they let me know their budget, that was just a flyby. They just let me know their budget. In their mind, the most important thing to them ended up being the designs. So when they approved my quote based on the budget, we start the process and I happen to put, for example, a shower pan in instead of tiling the shower floor. And they Mm -hmm. said, no, 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 no. This is what I wanted. I wanted this beautiful marble tile on the floor. And I said, lady, your budget doesn't follow (laughs) (laughs) this design. And that's what I based your quote on. So it's very important to sit down and have an honest conversation about all of the elements of design that you want and make sure that that follows the budget and that that coincides with the timelines that you're expecting. That way, all expectations are clear on both ends. And it's 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 not to say the same way that there's a, this bad rap about the contractor and the expectations of what you want your contractor to perform on. There's also expectations from the client as well and us as contractors, what we expect from clients. So it's really important that you guys are both on the same page and you really sit that sit down and hash all of those details out and then put everything in writing so everyone's on the same page and things go smoothly. I think I think there's obviously a huge disconnect about expectations versus reality from both ends
0: and just meeting those. Yeah. What about in this like world that we're in now with all the uncertainty and supply issues and certain industries seeing like really big cost Mm -hmm. increases? I know you guys, you have been impacted for sure as well. You've got like labor to consider. You've got just like things that are difficult to get now. So the prices have come up. Like what do you, what? any advice for Anybody considering getting into a renovation or even just like buying a home right now? What do you think? Yeah, it's it's
1: super like the, the buzzword of uncertain times, but it really is. And so one way we've been able to kind of manage that is by purchasing all of our materials prior to starting the project. And when I say all of our materials, of course, you don't need to go buy drywall before you start, but you do need to buy your waterproof board for your tile because that seems to be in and out of stock. You you do need to buy your flooring before you start. You need to order your kitchens before you start. Do things to kind of mitigate how much time you could be potentially without a finished space if it's going to really impact you. And yeah, that means forking up a lot of material money at the very beginning so that you can get all those eggs in a row prior Mm -hmm. to starting just because that is the big thing as well. Like if you had a quote from a contractor that was given to you months ago Don't expect that quote to be the same. It's just not fair. We can't function or stay in business that way. And at the same time, we as contractors need to really communicate and be honest with our clients and letting them know that, hey, look, this is going to cost X much more before we start. Are you still okay to start? I had a client the other day who we did structural drawings to basically create a fully open concept home with no beams showing anywhere. And so when we got the drawings back, we have to do three footings in a finished basement. You've been through the process of putting a footing in. (laughs) Luckily for you, your basement in that section was unfinished. Their basement is fully finished and there's three we have to put in. We have to gut a bathroom. We have to gut their flooring. We have to gut drywall. And so I had to, before we started anything, sit down and have a conversation that, hey, this is going to cost over 20 grand more. Do you still want to start? Not Demo their house and then say, Hey, here we are. So yeah, there's, there's got to be a
0: lot of honesty and communication between both parties for sure. I love that you called out a quote that was given to you a few months ago needs to be updated now because that's just the time that we're living in and the fact that we wouldn't, that somebody wouldn't expect that. Like no industry is unharmed by the uncertainty that we're in right now. So nobody that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Do would you? Okay. So you guys have gone in the last couple of years from. Really like doing a lot of basements to like full gut. I mean, you did the entire top floor of my house and some of the basement and to now flipping and working on your own projects too. Like is that part of the uncertainty of the market or was that always the direction you were going to go? I don't have any specific direction. That's for sure. Like it,
1: (laughs) I go with the wind. (laughs) No, I really, I really do mean that. I think the concept of flipping houses and doing our own projects came. From the stress and anxiety that was caused of working for clients during COVID, our new ideas are always birthed out of the problems that we're currently going through. So the direction we go in is a shift from the current situation. The current situation was Natalie and Jerome are frustrated with putting all of our eggs and life into the projects that we're doing and just not receiving, you know, the same, we just, we're just not getting what we want out of it we're frustrated it's we're working in uncertain times we're meeting deadlines we're you know surpassing expectations but it's still never being enough and so we decided why don't we just do this for ourselves and so i've actually been working on my real estate license for 2 years now it definitely took longer than i needed to but i also was extremely busy and it wasn't a priority and the at the moment that it became a priority i rushed and finished it we really, at the time, were focused on building our brand and, and really building a portfolio so that we can have the confidence to go out and flip homes ourselves. And so once I got my license, I started really hustling on finding properties. So within the last six months, we've actually found seven properties. And we didn't purchase them all ourselves, but with the help of investors, as well as a good plan. And again, the backing of being able to have worked in this industry the way we have so far. People really trust us and we're going back to our old clients who are supporting us in this new journey and also supporting their goals. So it's a mutual benefit. It's a win-win for both of us. It's been great. I love that.
0: I can't wait to follow along and see what you guys do with these houses. Like some of the before pictures <laughs> are brutal. Yeah.
1: I think the worst thing what we've seen so far was we closed on a house on the 10th, And two days before we closed, we went to visit it for the first time. We never saw it in person before buying it. And the basement had two and a half feet of water in the entire basement. It was like literally you could swim in it. Like you could actually swim in this basement. And when you finally put some water boots on and you went down in there, you could actually see outside in the basement. The entire foundation is separating in various parts of it. But you know, you oh plan, my gosh, you, <laughs> you plan you budget, and i I think this is probably the worst house I've ever seen. The roof is caving in, it's falling apart. It needs a completely new roof, not new shingles, a new roof. But when we do the numbers, the house still works. so as crazy as it looks to see something like that, yeah, we're really excited to work on it. It's like the worse the house is, the more exciting the project
0: is. Yeah, I figured I figured that was for sure. Oh, Mm -hmm. my goodness. I love I love the the dynamic that you and Jerome have together and how you work together. So and that sort of my next question for you is I having worked with you, I've seen how that's such a like maybe competitive advantage, I guess, that you guys work so well together. But tell us, like, what do you think allows you to make these bold moves and change direction in your company or? you know, lean into something that you're really passionate about?
1: I think, I want to say because we have very little responsibilities. And I say that, I say that to be be completely honest. Honestly, I look at moms who are working full-time or running a business full-time and having children. I look at, you know, families that are trying to branch off into entrepreneurship and have mortgages. I look Mm. at, you know, the sole parent that is You know, providing for their family, but wanting to build their business. So I have to be honest in saying that I don't have children. I don't have this high mortgage that I'm paying. I don't have high debt that I'm paying off. I don't have all those things that would typically stop an entrepreneur from being able to function. But what I do have is the right mindset towards how I would handle those things. Mm -hmm. When I say that, I'm not saying that it's an easy decision to make certain sacrifices, but like Currently, my husband and I live in a small basement apartment that we pay $950 a month for. We own properties, but
0: we live... You hear that? I love that you're like, just like, I don't know, it kind of goes with the brand. It's like, when I turn my dining room into a co-working space and me me and Nat are both working from my dining room table, this uh, this is real. There's like dinging and buzzing and people are looking for handles. And people need you to order a tub or a toilet or whatever. Literally. Oh my gosh. I love it. You yeah. know, you, you, it's a good point though. What I, what I'm thinking of as you're saying this, you know how like at certain times in our life, we need to like bring in other people that have like a skill set that we don't have or they can like do something that we just can't do or it just makes more sense to outsource it. Mm-hmm. What like, I love that you're saying this because if there was somebody like who's in my shoes and you know, I want to grow a portfolio in real estate. It doesn't make sense for me to do exactly what you're doing. It makes sense for me to partner with somebody like that's doing what you're doing, right? You're saying like, don't think that you can build this like real estate brand and portfolio like me because your circumstances are different. And that makes sense to me. I think that's a very, that's like a really good point that if you had a lot more, like you're calling them responsibilities you're making sacrifices right now. Like you said, I live in a small place because that's just not where I want to put my money because I'm growing something else.
1: And so, yeah. yeah, we, we chose to live in this small little basement for $950 a month because I then get, you know, an extra two, three grand a month to put into real estate, to put into hiring an employee. We've put a hold on having children right now because I just, there are certain things. I know you don't have to have these things to have a baby, but. I know I want to keep working the way I'm working. So I want to be able to afford a full-time nanny so that I can still keep doing what I'm doing. And so some of the luxuries that someone may say I have, like right now I have a cleaner, I have a cook, and they're not very expensive on a weekly basis, but I do that so that I can focus on the... My husband sometimes would come home and be like, did you just... Why Why were you in the kitchen? Like, you should be selling. And we can eat out. <laughs> can eat out. That few hours you spent meal prepping would have been two hours for emails and quotes and selling. And so we have this tunnel vision focused dream. And so we will put money where we need to, to fix the things that we don't have set up. Like we will pay where we need to because we've, we've set that up for ourselves. So
0: I think that's good Wait, that is like, okay, I have to stop you. That is such a very like wise thing In that like you can't maintain everything and go out and start this whole new dream business. Like you're going to have to sacrifice somewhere. Yes. And what happens is if you don't
1: sacrifice on all of the personal things that you that you can let go of, your business will have to suffer. It has to. It will never reach its full potential. This morning I was speaking to someone who asked me, like, how did you get from Brampton to Markham so quickly? And I said 407 and they're like, oh, your bill must be so high. And I was like, And you know what would be so little is if I was on the 401 sitting in traffic, I may have missed out on a great sale because I would have been so frustrated just sitting in the traffic and I wouldn't have wanted to go at this time of day. So I think you have to be willing to make certain sacrifices. And that doesn't mean physical ones. It could mean financial ones to be able to build the business the way you want to. You have to do that. If you don't, you can get to where you want to get to. It's just going to take a lot longer and you may get bogged down in the process that you don't actually get to the end. That's the problem with that. So you want to go
0: as full speed as possible. I love that. Now, I will say the other thing that can suffer, not your business, but you, and there can be (laughs) moments of burnout when you're maintaining this like laser focus that you guys have. A hundred percent. I have at least two a year. (laughs) Just like, just like burnout, like quick book a vacation. We got to get out of here. That is burning out. It's okay. So
1: I think that's completely fine. It's normal. You should, if you don't have a burnout at any point, do you know what that means? You were not going fast enough. You were not going right enough.
0: <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I love this. I love this. You are just dropping like truth bombs after the reality is all of us have had moments of burnout and we're, it's not like it's all behind us. We, it's going to happen again, but I, I love that you weren't running fast enough. What if, what if somebody listening to this is like, No, no, no. Like I can do without burnout.
1: Yes. And that's totally fine. Go at the speed that you'd like to go at. And you know, you get to your destination when you get to your destination. That's totally cool too. But for me, if I want to get to my destination at time A, which is probably faster than I guess someone would want to set the time to get there, then I have to go that at that speed. And, and I think you just need to choose again, it's, it's kind of like the renovation question, the whole timeline, budget and expectation thing. Set Mm -hmm. your expectations and your way to, and the vehicle you're going to use to get to those expectations. Make sure they align. Like Mm -hmm. they they just need to align and it's okay to go at whatever speed. But for me, going at burnout speed means I'm doing it right. And then obviously the idea is to avoid the burnout. But when you're going that fast, it's kind of hard to miss. It's kind of not, it's very easy to miss the exit. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think, I think go at whatever speed makes sense for you, but also don't be, don't be confused when the result doesn't align with the effort put in.
0: Yeah. I think that's a, it's a really good point is like, don't expect to go at nat speed. If you're, if you're like, there's certain things that are just really important to you because you're being honest that there's certain things that you just don't, like you don't have the children or the mortgage or whatever. Exactly. So like okay. if somebody was listening and they had a family, like as in kids, or they had, you know, an aging parent or somebody they were caregiving for you have to have realistic expectations on what you're going to go at. And I would say as like, you have like beautiful friends and family and like a huge support in your spouse and you have built a lot of supportive stuff around you. So you, I think you have those people in your life that will be like, okay, not like it's time to to switch what we're doing or it's time to go on a holiday or some there's something that's going to alert you to the fact that, you know, To avoid that burnout to like to rest yeah. before it's so bad that yeah, yeah, exactly, okay, I really love that you were very truthful on that because as somebody who's experienced like a massive burnout, I got really spooked, and then like I felt like there was no way for me to be as successful as I was unless the cost mm-hmm. was burnout like i I believe that like there was only one pace that made me successful, and if I didn't go at that pace. I wasn't going to be successful. And I like started to see that that's like kind of crazy, but that was real. Like there was a real fear there. And, but then I, now that I resist what you call responsibilities and I like embrace them into what I'm doing, I realize this just looks different than it looked before. Right. Like, because if I were to go full speed ahead, then I wouldn't feel great about, you know, less time with the kids or, or whatever it, what it might be. So I have to build at a different pace now. But now that I've embraced it, it feels a lot easier. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Do you have any kind of like recommendations on like things that have helped you? Like, was there courses or books or people or mentors that you would recommend people listen to or take notice of? I'm very bad with remembering titles of things, but I
1: definitely am a big reader and I don't read full books. I I, I like the title of a book and then I'll read a few chapters and put the book down and pick it up later and pick something else up. I'm kind of like an encyclopedia reader. So I like <laughs> reading nuggets. Yeah. So one thing that's, that was always part of my routine, not so much now. Cause I just don't have the time, but I really do want to get back to it is I would wake up at like 430 in the morning when no one's awake and I have time for myself. And I would actually read about 10 minutes a day. I just read 10 minutes in the morning of whatever book I pick up that morning. And I, it doesn't matter what the chapter was, just 10 minute nugget, incorporate that into my thoughts and whatever. And it's great. I drive a lot. So I do a lot of podcasts. I listen to tons of podcasts on real estate. I, yeah, I just, whatever I'm thinking about, I I find something to read or listen to in relating, in relation to that. But no, I didn't take any major courses for this, for photography or renovations. I obviously did my real estate license, but I, I really just spend more time just meeting people, talking to people. And, and I find that the more honest you are with people about where you're at, the more information you actually can extract out of them, which ends up helping you, even if it doesn't relate to what you're doing. Being Keeping it real. That's my whole thing. I like to keep it real. The more real you are with people, the more real they are with you. And
0: that's just always been my motto that gets me by. Yeah. You are. You're very transparent and very clear and it was so, it was such a joy to work with you, but I know that I'm going to work with you on something again in the future. It just has to happen. And also I believe that one day somebody's going to be sitting down reading your book. And yeah, I just think there's huge things on the horizon for you. So thank you so much. I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I really appreciate you joining us and I can't wait for everyone to listen. Thanks for having me. I hope I wasn't too bad with the rambling. No, you're awesome. I love your, like, I love the truth bombs that you drop. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.